Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Growing Up Aid podcast. I'm your host, David Youngblood, and today's episode is entitled, Everything You Could Ever Want, Waiting for the Sears and Roebuck Catalog to Arrive, Part 1. Doug passed on a gift to me some years ago. It was a reissue replica of the Sears and Roebuck catalog from 1897. Within its pages could be found a multitude of treasures, from whole pianos to harness gear to guns and ammo, as well as clothing, stoves, plows, and more, all orderable to make and keep your life complete. In fact, Mom's grandfather, Old Papa, purchased not only his house plans, but all the materials as well from the Sears catalog, when which were delivered to Sunset, Louisiana, where he constructed his farmhouse. True, the walls had no insulation, save the collected newspapers and magazines brought by the U.S. Postal Service, but to think that you could leaf through a mail-order catalog and purchase a house pre-Amazon must have been dizzying. We first knew Sears for its clothing. At the end of each summer, about a week before school was to start, in an effort to minimize any possible last-minute growth spurts one or more of us might experience, Mom would take us shopping for school clothes. It was a practice necessary only in those places where we lived, where the public schools were in good working order and the local Catholic schools, which required uniforms, were not deemed necessary. It was ordained by mom and by a tight budget that we could each receive a new pair of tough skin jeans, your choice of the color, and two new shirts to go along. These selections were meant to ride you through the school year and allow you a sense of newness and a feeling of genuine ownership of something that was just yours and not one of your siblings. The remainder of our outfits consisted of hand-me-downs, cast-offs from your older siblings. As a middle child, this put me at the mercy and whim of my older brothers and their tastes. We also were allowed to wear our jerseys, one in various league sports from YMCA to Pop Warner football. But since we tended to outgrow things rather quickly, the jerseys often had a short lifespan in our fashion rotation before being passed on to the next in line. It's still amazing to me how mom and dad were able to organize, budget, and execute a way to fulfill our voracious need for clothing, which was seconded only by our more voracious need for food. Of course, if we had our way as boys, most of the summer would be spent shirtless and shoeless and wearing the same pair of cut-off jeans or gym shorts. We tried to help us out as best we could, and even tried to limit our water bill by minimizing the much-hated baths during the summer and replacing them with a good hosing in the backyard, or at least trying to convince Mom that a dip in the community swimming pool was of equal value to soap and shampoo. The budget must have been very thin indeed with the greater bulk going to groceries. Yet while I recall being hungry all the time, I do not recall ever going hungry. And except for rare occasions for our little brothers John and Mark, we were never naked. Perhaps the greatest thing to happen to moms and children alike was the introduction of a clothing idea and line called Garanimals in 1972 and available at Sears. The concept was both simple and genius. Through the use of a tag system, clothing could be matched without worry about colors clashing or stripes and checks and conflagration. All you had to do was match the zebra or monkey tag shirt to the zebra or monkey tag pants or shorts. Children could assume their much sought after independence of choice while moms could rest assured that their offspring would not become the subject of neighborhood or school gossip. Needless to say, for John and Mark and mom, Garanimals was a godsend saving time, frustration, 
and the possibility of a fashion faux pas. As we grew older and began to reach high school age, mom and dad came up with another ingenious idea, the clothing allowance. For Mary and Catherine in particular, this was a perfect solution. The annual trips to Sears had run its course early in their lives, though not among the brothers. We were each separated from a fellow sibling by a year. The two of them were nearly four and a half years apart, a lifetime as far as hand-me-down fashion went. And in fairness, it was only cool to wear the clothes mom made for you till about the time you hit double digits. For both of them, Sears was off the table when the mall waited for you and all its possibilities for someone who had a fresh $20 bill in their hands. Shopping for clothing at Sears faded out even as every day hits a twilight. And as we grew into adolescence, so did our freedom to find clothing and apparel to fit better with our identities and tastes. Of course, you had to become a pretty savvy or savvy shopper to make it all work on a pretty thin clothing allowance. But maybe that was the point all along. <laughs>